uh, when you chock a tire, C-H-O-C-K, you put a wedge under a tire so it doesn't roll down the hill. So it'll hold its place. He's having me chock our tires right now and get us established so that we don't move around. Matthew chapter 14. So I'm ministering to water walkers. Have I got anybody to talk to this morning? Water walkers. Yeah, we get that from chapter 14 of Matthew where Jesus ministered to um, the 11 disciples, the 12 disciples, excuse me. And he said uh, in verse, four, uh, verse 24, he said the ship, and you, you read about it, you can find out where that was, was now in the midst of the sea. So it was about halfway, it says in the other gospels. Tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, why are these boys rowing at night? Must not could have got there in one day. Went out unto them walking on the sea. So can y'all see him? Jesus is walking on the sea. And uh, I guess that'd be pretty ha pretty difficult because the uh, it was tossed with waves and the wind was contrary and he was walking. Y'all ever been on a ship that's... Uh, or a boat that's rocking, it's hard to stand up. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out of fear. But straightway, right away, Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him, Y'all, you this is a this is a this is a place where you go where you've worked stuff out of your life and you've worked stuff in your life. Where Jesus, everybody was afraid, he's walking on the sea, and Peter sees him, and they're all afraid, and, and Jesus said, it's all cool. And Peter responds. He responds and says, uh, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Who thinks like that? Who thinks like that? Everybody I know thinks like, that's cool, what's next? What are you going to do? What's, what are, you're in control. What are, what's going on? What's, why are you walking on the sea going past us? That's the, but not Peter. He thought, Lord, I want to do that too. Now see, well, that's, a, that's an attitude. That's a perspective. That's a, that's a way of looking at it like, I want to do everything you're doing. When you read in the Word where that he went into a city and he healed all that were sick. We ought to not say, wow, that's cool. We ought to say, Lord, I want to do that. Or at least my neighborhood. I want to walk around and knock on the door. Anybody sick in here? Yeah, it's bad. And go in there and say, we can fix this. See, you, you got to have a different, you got to have a, an initiative. You got to have a, something inside of you that says, my clock is ticking. The Lord is coming back someday. He, it is not like someday when I'm through or when I get tired or when I'm ready. It's already set. The day is set. So you got 342 days, you got 17,022, or you got four. He's coming back. And there's not any of that, oh, shucks, I wish I'd had more time. The time is short. Y'all know how it is. I'm 65, and I, I'm just getting going. I hope. hope I'm getting going. <laughs> I better get going if I haven't, if I'm not. So anyway, Peter's saying, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. And, we, you know, we've talked about this. He had to say come. Why? Because it was him. <laughs> if it be thou, bid me come. So he said, well, okay, come. And uh, when Peter was come out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Y'all, this is amazing. And when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. Remember, it was already boisterous. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And they were coming to ship, the wind ceased. Now, Jesus was a little bit hard on you. You would say, you would say, Lord, I'm the only one that jumped out. Nobody's ever done this before, ever. Could, could I get a little attaboy? Could I get a little bit like I went 32 steps before I went down? Could I get a little for what I did versus, oh, ye of little faith? You know, you have to understand the Lord has an expectation of us that's based on the word of God, based on the call of God on our life. And close enough, 
or good enough for government work, or we'd say good enough for Christians is not good enough for Jesus. He expects obedience. He expects us to finish our course. He expects us to arrive on time. Now, the church is all but that. They don't even hardly know if they're saved. And anything that comes up to most Christians, they are scared out of their mind. Their liver is on the quiver. It is hard to even stand up. You would think they never heard of God and Psalm 91 and the great deliverer. They sing about him on Sunday morning. They lift their voices to the hymn, how great thou art, but there's nothing about their lives that demonstrate that. Could I get off on a little rant here just for a second? Hallelujah. We got to be we got to be inside like we are saying we are on the outside. So Jesus cut him no slack. He said, oh, you of little faith. Why didn't you go all the way? Why did you quit in the middle? The wind was there when you stepped out. What is this new thing? It's not like something happened. Y'all. Jesus said in John 16, he says, in the world, you'll have trouble. We should not be surprised when trouble comes. He says in James, uh, James said, when you fall in divers, uh, count it great joy when you fall in divers trials and temptations. He said, ah, pay no attention to that. Ah, that's just normal. Y'all come up to a signal light, and it's red, yellow, and green, and we're going, what's that? No, it's always red, yellow, and green. Every light has yellow, yeah, those colors. Every, so we shouldn't be surprised. No. Light switch goes up, power comes on. Lights are on. Left hand is hot, right hand is cold. There's just some things. The, the, the gas pedal's on the right, the brake's on the left. D. We, it's the same. Why are we surprised when trouble comes? Why are we freaked out when things happen? We ought to dominate in advance. So when it shows up, we go, I already saw you and I already got you. Amen. So, so you, people say it's a joke. It's kind of a, a, a thing. It's like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk on the water. I'm going to fill up the bathtub and skate across one end to the other. No, you're not. No. Well, Peter did it. Well, now, what's the difference? Can we ever walk on the water? No. It's not the literal water. He had a word that said, come, that came from Jesus, and the faith to walk on the water was in that word, come. Do y'all hear this? But all of them could have. They could have They could have purloined or, or snatched that word up that he had because God's no respecter. But you and I cannot walk on the water. We can't do anything unless it's in the Word or unless He speaks to you. I've had Him speak to me and say, put $100 in. And it wasn't a good day to put $100 in. You know, that's when He talks. If, if, if it was a good day to put 100 in, He wouldn't have had to talk. Because I'd have put it in, wouldn't you? Sure. But, you know, it wasn't a good day, so, but then I see the breakthrough. I had to have a seed so it could bring me the harvest I had to have. He looked ahead and said, you're going to need something. We've got to get a seed in the ground right now. So the supernatural is reserved to what's in the Word and what He says to you down here, what He speaks to you, and He will. So that's why we say we're water walkers, because when He talks to you either through the Word or to, through your, your spirit, he'll tell you, come. And there'll be power in that word to walk on the water or whatever else you need. You're good. That's a good lesson, y'all. It'll help you. You'll never have to be afraid again because he'll always bring you the word you need to get to the other side. He's never left you or forsaken you. There's always a way of escape, the Word says. Always a way of escape. Always a way of escape. Yay. Look in Matthew 22, if you would. Hallelujah. I'm here to encourage you. This is my job. I'm very encouraged. I stay encouraged. You've never seen me dis discouraged or disappointed, because I am not. I have been a couple of times in my whole life, but you didn't see me. 
and I got over it fast. So point to yourself right now with me and say, get over it. Say, shake it off. Whatever you're going through right now, it is common to man. And there's nothing that you can't whip if it's common to man. Now, the devil can't put something on you that's not common to man. He can't put some weird thing or cause things to fly. or that He cannot do it. It's got to be common to man. Jesus, the Lord, the Lord limited him. He cannot bring to you anything that there's not already an antidote, an answer, a, a way out. So you're never in trouble. You just got to find the way out. I'm never in trouble. Point yourself with me and say, you're never in trouble. You're never in trouble. Trouble comes, but I'm not in trouble. Because I've got Jesus. And greater work shall I do. Greater is he that is in me than he that's troubling. As he is, so are we in this world. He always, A-L-W-A-Y-S, he always causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus. The word says he always gives us the victory. There's always a way out. There's always a way to win. You don't see it at first. That's why we have to pray. You don't see it at first. That's why we got to go find it in the word. You don't always see it at first. So we got to get quiet. We got to get quiet and see and, and hear what he says. You don't always see it at first. So you got to go find somebody that's not in trouble. Let him call the elders of the church. And they will pray over him. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. you got to find somebody sometimes because you don't have it at first. But there's always a way out. I'm telling you, I got on a rant the other day. You know what, what I call a rant is where I just say, this is not right. It's supposed to work good and people are not doing right, so it doesn't work for them. But I, and I hadn't had this happen in a long time. But people that get in the hospital and test me as pastor, well, if he's spiritual, he'll know I'm here. No, I'm watching National Geographic. I'm not listening to whether you're in the hospital or not. Now, if you tell me I'm in the hospital, I'll come and I'll get you out of the hospital. But I'm watching, I'm watching Fox and Friends or I'm, I'm reading the Bible. I'm not, I am not, it's not my job to discern whether you're in the hospital when you have a telephone. Don't, I'm going to see if he's spiritual or not. I, by that, I'm not. And then I come up there, and they won't turn the TV off. Well, I've come to pray for you. I've had this happen many times. I'm on a little rant right now, but I'll be off of it in just a second. And uh, I'm just telling you all how I work, how I think the Lord Jesus would work. So they don't turn the, the TV's over me. A lot of times the TV's on top of me. And so I'm there telling them about the trouble and how we're going to get out of it and what we're going to pray and how we're going to get to the end of this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so I said, let's pray. So I bow my head, and I go to pray. And then I look up, and they're up looking at the TV. Well, we just shut that book. Well, we, we finished the prayer. Amen, amen, Brother Ben, you know, shot a goose and killed a hen, that sort of thing. And I load my little wagon up, and I go to the house because there's nothing to be done. You understand? My life, your life, we're not supposed to be doing vain things. Everything we do is supposed to be with purpose and be fulfilled. So I load my wagon up. I mean, if you can't turn the TV off or if you can't pray while I'm praying without watching it, dear Lord, it's the news. It is the news. It isn't the next step in the world annihilation. It's the news. There was a wreck on 23rd Street and so-and-so got robbed. Back to this, Matthew 22. Look what the Word says. Read it with me. I'm in the King James in verse 14. Let's read this. I'm, I'm explaining to you why I seem to be like a wild man. What is wrong with pastor? I'm going to explain it. I, I can be wild and tell you why. And then you'll go, okay, that's all right. Ready? Read. For many are called, but few are chosen. Y'all didn't read loud. Read it with me. For many are called, but few are chosen. Now, mine's in the red. So the Lord Jesus said that, and it's following something there that says weeping and gnashing of teeth. So he, he was kind of on a rant himself, and he says, for many. So that tells you it's following another thought. It doesn't matter. 
For many are called, but few are chosen. That's a sobering statement because it's addressed to all of us. Many are called. Well, I'm part of the many. Are y'all? Of course. But few. There's a sad end to this. But few are chosen. Or you could look it up and it'll say uh, a few choose. But let's just stay with chosen and say what that is. The, uh, the TEV, the, uh, the uh, let's just say that's some English version. Is that English version? Today's English version. Got two out of three. All right. It says many are invited, but few are chosen. Many. That would be most. The passion. We all love the passion. It says for everyone is invited to enter in, but few respond in excellence. I want to stop and just talk about this just for a minute. Because my job is not to tell you to get your hem lines down and get your hair this and get makeup off and to tell you that you can't bet on the horse. My job is not to talk about sin. We all know what sin is. It's different to some people. Some people can drink a little wine and it's like, this is good. Well, until the Lord shows them different, you can't, you can't school people about that. You can show them in the word, but, but you can't. It's got to come from within. Holy Ghost has to convict you of what's right and wrong. We're all getting narrower in our definition of sin. Could I say that? We're all not allowed to do what we used to could do, and yet we were good. The Lord was like, I'm well pleased with you. And we're doing all sorts of stuff. But the next year he says, he, he, he says nah, we're not going to do that anymore. He doesn't just rip it all out of us, does he? I said he doesn't just rip it all out of us any more than he can put it all in us at once. So it says here, uh, everyone is invited to enter, but few respond in excellence. And so what it means is, is God's called us. Why did he put you in the earth? Why did he put you, make you female? Why did he make you uh, uh, Asian or Indian or uh, uh, black or white or... Oriental, is that the other one? Is there Anyway, why are we that? Why are we male or female? Why are we short or tall? Why are we like we are and where we are, personality-wise, off the wall, quiet as a, as a librarian? Why are we like we are? Well, there's a purpose. There's a reason. There's a blueprint for each one of us, and we're assigned in life to accomplish certain things, become certain things, to be a testimony and a light to others. That's the purpose. And, of course, the devil, his job is to put out our light. That's all he wants to do. He doesn't care if you go to heaven or hell. He does not care if you go to heaven. It is not a loss to him for you and I to go to heaven. He just wants you off the earth. He just wants your light not to shine. Shine, baby, shine. And so uh, many are called. But what he's saying here is not everybody qualifies themselves to be chosen. So if you're an employer or a company or something, you get applications and all these resumes come in and you, they're all wanting the job. I'm the one. I'm the one. I can do it. I'll be your best. But the boss or the HR or whatever goes through them and says, nope, nope, nope. Aha. This one is qualified for this job. I choose them. Many applied, but not many got chosen. Why? Well, they didn't, they didn't finish this, or they didn't do that course, or they had a whatever, whatever, whatever. They're not chosen. Are y'all here? So we have, it's my job to get qualified in the kingdom. If he's called me to do something, I got to get saved. I got to get born again. Called to be a prophet, called to be an apostle, called to be whatever you and I are called to, you got to get born again first. Then you got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. There's no, there's no non-spirit-filled apostles. There's not even anybody that's not got the Holy Ghost that's very strong in anything. The Holy Ghost makes you more and a better of who you already are. It doesn't make you go to heaven. It doesn't keep you out of heaven, but it just makes you able to be who he made you better, faster. Would you all agree with that? Am I, am I, this is the truth. I, I've always been better since I got the Holy Ghost than before. And I love God with all my little Baptist heart. 
But when I got the Holy Ghost, the Baptist didn't think I was Baptist anymore, but I was a better whatever I was. So not, I've got to qualify myself. And here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to tell you this morning. Everything I'm going to say after this comes off of this. You can't always get God to write it on the wall to tell you about your calling. He put it in the book. And here's what I wrote down. People that are not chosen, here's what I put down. Require more than the word of God to believe God's will. I'm going to say it again. People that don't get qualified, don't get chosen, excuse me. Why? Because they, be they don't believe, they believe that, that God will give them more than what he wrote in here. The word says to be ye filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, that's part of the qualifications to being chosen. The, the word of God says to walk in honesty. That's part of the qualifications. Well, he didn't tell me specifically to be honest or to walk upright. Well, it's in the book, isn't it? On and on and on what he says to do. So we, we look in the book and it says, be ye fruitful. So I got to figure out a way to be fruitful because many are called. I'm called. How many of y'all are called? We're all called. Everybody in here is called. The only ones that are not aware of their calling is those that aren't born again. Once you get born again, there is a fire that begins to burn inside and you go, you know, God's got something for me. That's why people always say when they have a near miss life threatening accident, they say, I guess the Lord's not through with me yet. It's like, well, yeah, you're still in the blocks. You hadn't got up to race yet. You, you hadn't started. But, yeah, he's not through with us. He's not through with any of us until we're through with it. Till you've run your race and finished your course, he's not through. But we wear out before we can get to the end of it if we don't start until we're 60 or 70. Although Francis and Charles Hunter, y'all remember the Happy Hunters? She was smoking cigarettes, and a preacher came by her house every Saturday for 10 years and talked to her. Ten years, and she got born again at 55. She was a rambling rose. She was a, she was a hot mess, as Debrand says. She was something else. But she got born again. He came by every Saturday, sat down at her kitchen table, and said, Okay, Francis. She wouldn't believe. She wouldn't take it. She wouldn't, but he stayed with her for ten years. It's an amazing story. But when she got saved, her and Charles... Turn the world upside down. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of the hunters, but they, they, they taught how to heal your city, how to get your city healed. They, amazing things. Crusades, and, and their daughter is still out there doing it. That's just an example. You may not start on time, but you can start. So I'm starting. So here it is. Here it is. Here's the, here's the point. Almost everybody struggles with or has a hard time getting born again. And so people say, oh, you know, heaven, you ought to get Jesus is wonderful, the peace of God. You'll, you'll just, all those church people, we don't want to be them hypocrites, don't want them church people. And I, if I had a preacher do this and had a Christian, they said they were a Christian, and, uh, and they did this and all that stuff, so they just exempt themselves out. I don't have to be a Christian because all Christians are not perfect. But you know, that's not it, is it? So when they get born again, they're on the other side and they say, well, yeah, this is wonderful. But then they stop there. I know I did. And then one day I heard somebody at a meeting that uh, Granny Hixie took me and Debbie to a meeting. Uh, a, a, a couple came from out of town and they, one of them spoke in tongues during the meeting. I'd never heard tongues. I didn't even know there'd be tongues. And I know the hair, what little there was, it stood up on my neck, and I was frozen. And I wanted it bad. I wanted that. You got to want something more. It's got to always be in your life. Well, I got born again. I don't have, I can turn off my wonder. Nope. Well, I got the Holy Ghost. I spoke in tongues back in 72. Turn that off. No. Here's my point. 
He's always pulling you to qualify for more. He's always wanting to choose you, but he can't. If you're a sorry little devil, if you're a sorry little rascal, if you're a sorry little heifer, if you're a sorry little Christian, you can't qualify for much. You can't get, you can't get over the threshold. Going to heaven? Absolutely. You're going to heaven. If you're born again, it doesn't matter if you're on death row for bad, bad stuff. You're going to heaven. I'm telling you. It's not what you do after you get born again. It's what you do and got born again. Once you have a son or a daughter, that's it. They are your son and daughter. You can't say, you know, you turn 12 and you part your hair on the wrong side. And see, because Eric Scott, he started parting his hair on, the, on this side. And he started carrying his billfold in his right pocket. And I said, son, what's wrong? We're going to have to have a talk here. <laughs> I'm serious. It's like, what are you doing? Parting your hair on the other side. He said, well, it just parts better over there, Dad. I said, ah, this is not right. I'm telling you, we're just as weird in the kingdom, just as weird about what qualifies someone to stay saved. But if you're born again, you're regenerated in your spirit, man, this part down in here gets changed. Old things pass away. That means they get destroyed. The old you is gone, and behold, all things are new, and the new man comes in. Now, the body, the mind, it can stay the same. Do you all know anybody that stayed the same after they got born again? Maybe you. Or didn't make much progress. You've seen kids that didn't grow very fast, didn't grow very good. You've seen adults that are 65 years old, and they don't, they don't know anything about the Bible. I, I've got kin folks that have been in the church since they were 12, and they don't know one scripture, period. Not one. Not, I'm talking about not one. So you can be that way in your body, too. So I'm getting off the subject here, but I'm telling you, you're born again. You're going to heaven. But you can't qualify to do anything on earth. And when you leave the earth, we go through what's called the white throne judgment. And everything we did, everything in life, it's all on tape or whatever God uses. <laughs> and it's sent through what I call, what I always sense of like being at the airport, except there's fire in that box. You know, the belt's going in there and there's a fire in there because it says what you, what you do will be tried by fire. So I think about, you know, helping the little old lady across the street and giving and, and whatever. All that stuff's on the conveyor, and then what comes out the other end is what you, can, what you can tote, what you can take to the kingdom, to the judgment. And some people are just, they're just looking at the ashes, you know, a little pile coming out the other side because their motives weren't right. They didn't walk in love. They didn't do it by faith. It was self. All the things that Christians do that, are, that we've all done that don't count. They don't count. You did it, and somebody says, ooh, pretty good. But God didn't say pretty good. He told Peter, oh, you have little faith. Why did you quit? Why did you, why did you not follow through? Why did you start and not finish? I could preach all morning on starting and not finishing. So you're born again. You're going to heaven, but you don't have jack nothing. To show for this life. Not you, but I'm talking about people, Christians. Many are called, few are chosen. So we got to upgrade. I said, I got to upgrade all the time. I've been pastoring 38, 1980, however long that would be, January of 80. I've been 38 years, I've been pastoring. I'm in upgrade right now. I'm in upgrade. You'd think I could settle down and coast. Social Security says I can retire. They said, we'll send you a check, son. We'll send you a check every month. Not very big, but we'll send you a check. I can't retire because they'll send me a check. I'm on the Lord's payroll. Are you? I got, I'm in upgrade right now. I'm in upgrade because what he sent me to Alabama for, I hadn't done it yet. I'm doing it, but I hadn't done it. Paul said, I can't decide whether to go or stay. He said, I've run my race and I finished my course. And he said, but you need me so bad, I'll hold off. And that's what I'm doing. Are you doing that? What do you want on earth that heaven's not better? What do you want down here? What do you think heaven is? What do you think's not going on there? Everything good. 
I'm telling you, they got that mocha ice cream in heaven. <laughs> Everything good. Ribs? Yeah, buddy. You, we got ribs and we got brisket in heaven. You think they don't? There's no cats there, by the way. <laughs> it's good in heaven. It's good in heaven. What are you staying here for? Why are you wasting one more year down here on earth? Well, I just don't know if there really is a heaven. That would be the true bottom line for a lot of Christians. They're afraid. They don't have a confidence. But if you'll see God's word work in your finances, give and it's given to you. I'll lay hands on the sick and they do recover. Golly, they really got better. Then you have a confidence in the word that says, Call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. You have a confidence in the unseen because you've tried and tested the word that you can prove, that you can see. Are you all with me? All of us, it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to you is you have a confidence about heaven because you've been around testimonies. That's why we read. That's why she reads two testimonies every Sunday about somebody that was just doodly-doo, doodly-doo, just didn't know what to do, had a big issue in their life. They called on God in a hundred thousand different ways, and he answered. Boy, that helps me. Now, Lord, let me take notes. How, how did they say that or what did they do? No, it'll just be my heart responding to God when I get in trouble. Ephesians 3. Go with me there. I want to talk about, just for a minute, an exponential life. Because if you don't want an exponential life, why are you here? You're just eating ice cream. I'm telling you, we're just, we're just eating the ribs and the ice cream and going to look at the mountains. Whoo, the beach is pretty. Oh, I like that. I like to go to Disney or whatever you like to do. That's what you're doing. You're just, you're just, you're just, never mind that. I can't say that. No, we, we got to upgrade. I got to upgrade. There's a pull on my life as a Christian, as a born-again man of God, as some, a child of God. There's a pull on me to emulate my Father, to be like Jesus. There's a pull on me that says we can do this better. I know you got sick last year, and you had to go to the doctor, or I know you, you know, your money got wrong, and you had to fix it this way. But this year we can do better. Are y'all here? Are y'all with me? You go, oh, no, I got it all just right. I, I got it all perfect. Nobody in here can lie like that. <laughs> no. So I want an exponential life. I think that many are called, but few are chosen because they quit pulling. They don't see any reason. Like that man I was telling you about, I know him personally. Doesn't know one scripture, as far as I know. I've never heard him quote a scripture, never heard him say that he knew a scripture, never, never saw him carry a Bible, never saw him open a Bible, but he's been in church for since I was little. Doesn't know anything. And the few times I've said, well, here's how it works. Nah, that's not how it works. And he'll, you know, give me some carnal, natural, totally unbelieving answer. That's a shame. Y'all know that's a shame to be that old, to be that in church. So many people are in some Cambonian village that have never heard Jesus. And this man was in church all his life and doesn't know anything. Well, he's called, but it's likely he didn't get chosen. Now, he's going to heaven. We're not talking about that. We're talking about what you're doing on life. I want an exponential life. If you, if you don't want an exponential life, then you don't want faith. Faith is what puts us into an exponential life. Say, faith does it. So you've got to live by faith. Here it is. Here's the ex what is an exponential life? Ah, we're going to read it. An exponential life. You know what I mean by exponential. It's where one plus one equals ten. It's not two. It's, it's, it's ten. Down here, if you don't live by faith, one plus one equals two. You go to work, you work 40 hours at $20 an hour, and they say, boo, do, 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 click, 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 $800. We exchange what you did for us for little pieces of paper. 
$800 is what you got from us for giving us your life, loaning us or letting us lease your life for this week. It's never more than that. That is a natural life. That's a natural life. You give them some of you and they give them some of them. And you go to the grocery store and would say, I'd like some mocha ice cream, please. And everybody's happy. But that's a natural life. And you can go to heaven on the, from a natural life. But you can't have a good life. What did Jesus say in John 10.10? 10? He said, I have come that you might have life. What is that life? It's the Zoe God kind of life. It's called life as God lives it. I have come that you might have life as I live it, Jesus said, and that you might have it so much it's a demonstration it overflows. You cannot have a good life. Now, you can lower the bar and say, I'm having a good life and I don't have no Jesus. Well, you have, you have to have a little view of life. You have to say, well, life's good with this trouble and that thing and my kinfolks tearing up stuff and my commode falling off the, you know, and my shower leak. you got to have all that and say, but I'm still here and I'm happy. I go to the movies every Saturday night. I'm having a good life. you gotta, you got to somehow pervert good. Because you've never seen good. You've never seen life like God lives it. Where there's no troubles. Not, not troubles that get to you. Am I making y'all mad or glad? Hallelujah. I'm talking about where you get a taste of the good things. Where you get a taste of the peace of God that passes understanding. Where you get a taste where everybody is, like I said, their liver's got a quiver. And yet you're just sitting there going, we got this. This is no big deal. Out of money, ah, it'll be here. There's plenty more where that came from. It'll be here. Got a symptom. The doctor says, we're very concerned. And you just say, well, just be concerned. I'm not. It says in Ephesians 3.20, let's read it together because I love this verse. You do too. Verse 20, ready, read. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us unto him be glory in the church. Now, here it is. God didn't even say, you know, I'm picking a few pretty flowers, pretty people, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really bless them and really shower down on them. But the rest of y'all, I don't know. No, it says according to the power that worketh in us, according to that that's down here. Between your armpits and your hips, right in here, your belly. That's where he is. He's not up here, and he's not in your toes. He's right here. Out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. It's right here. This is where God is, down here, kind of the pancreas and the liver and over here by the, you know. No, he's in there, and you got to know it. And once you know it and you start feeding that and cooperating with that, exceeding. That's a big word. That means beyond the limits or beyond the norm. Abundantly, more than enough. Exceeding, abundantly, above. So you're above the clouds, so to speak. All sorts of storms down here under the plane, but you're, the, the pilot has zipped you up above the clouds. All, A-L-L, the total of, the everything, the everything's in. Exceeding abundantly above all that me pumpkin self little old michael can ask think meditate or imagine everything i can put in my little finite mind and say god this would be a great day if we had this or that or what he said i've already got that in the in the queue and i'm going to do more stuff i'm going to surprise you with my goodness Point to, yourself, point, to, point to him and say, surprise me with your goodness. Ah, let's do it better. Surprise me with your goodness. Now, he considers this every day. Exceeding, abundantly, above, all. That's every day. Y'all have everyday clothes that you just go out where I'm going to the grocery store. I'm in my everyday clothes. And then you got, well, we're going to the Smith's weddings or the Jones wedding or whatever. And we're going to put on our good stuff. He, he considers every day exceeding abundantly above all. Everything the world's got, he's already tapped that out. 
and went above. And then he says, above all that you can ask or think, I can do more than that. I'll surprise you. Surprise means you didn't know it was coming. I've had some great surprises in the Lord. He has, he has done me proud. I will shout it until he takes me. I mean, till the rapture. Because he's been good to me. I'm telling you, I could go down a long list and it would wear you out. And you could too. He's good. He's surprised. I mean, he's good according to what he said. This is every day. Just, just tell me what I've already told you. That's every day. And then he says, but I'm going to surprise you. I'm going, to get, I'm going to pay off your debt. Y'all ever heard anybody that went to the registrar and said, I've finally gathered it up. I'm going to pay off my school loan or the bank or whatever. And they said, we don't know. We can look in there and it's been paid off. Well, who paid it off? Well, we can't tell you that, but it, it's been paid off. Y'all ever heard of stories like that? I have. I've had, you know, and stuff that's just like, God, I never even thought you'd do that. That's what's in your life, girl. Now, this girl, she doesn't know much about much in the things of the kingdom. Not like y'all, in the sense of you've been to school here and she has not. But you know, there's something about a fresh slate that you can write anything on it and it doesn't have that old erasy mark on it. You can just say, oh, that must be the truth. You don't analyze it, refute it, say, well, that's not the way it turned out for me. You just say, okay. Oh, we all got to be like that, don't we? To go to exceeding abundantly above all, you got to go like, I have no limits on God. I'm talking about the exponential life. Now, you got to live by faith. You can't just not give because not faith, faith demands that you give. There's a stretching. The word, how you spell faith is R-I-S-K. That's how you spell faith. You put something out there that, that's precious, that's good, that's, that, that blesses you, and you separate yourself from it because the word says to and because your heart says we must do this. So you want an exponential life in your money? You got to separate yourself from it. All dependence. Doesn't mean you have to clean out your savings. Some people, you know, they're just crying. They're down to their last hundred thousand and they're just having a bad day. You know, we laugh at that. But over in other countries, you know, or even in America, they don't have 20 cents. They don't have $20. I've been there. I've been there where I came out of church and got my little cavalier because I'd sold my Suburban to keep the church going. I'd gone to Lubbock and sold it for $7,900. And I tell you, I did. I did lust after and covet that Suburban. I had an affinity. I love that car. And Lord said, let's sell it. <laughs> Is there anybody else up there? <laughs> he said, sell it for 8000 and I could only get the guy down to set up to 7900 I took a whipping when I got back out there. Debbie said, 7900 That's not 8000 The Lord said 8000 So I, got, I went out to my little Cavalier. It had been in a wreck, and it was painted, and the paint was coming off. Cloth seats. Back then, cloth seats were just not much. And there was groceries all across the back seat. Nobody knew I didn't have any groceries at home. I'm telling you, he's been good to me. How about you? Y'all got stories? Maybe not every day because we get used to it. We get used to electricity here in America. So we don't know how blessed we are because at my house, $92 will buy you every day of power. $92. That's all my, that's my average bill is $92. Water, no problem. We got plenty. Gas, Turn that fire on, we'll fire you up. So we get used to that. And you and I are used to some things in the kingdom. Are y'all used to getting your prayers answered? Are you used to bringing your tithe into the storehouse? Are you used to having the word of God that just scrubs your hide? Ooh, pastor, that was a hard word. Bring it again. I'll do better next time. See, when you're there, when you're there, you say, I want to be chastened because he chastens who he loves. Chasten means to instruct, to educate, to teach. It doesn't mean affliction and disease and tornado. It means that. Um, the world says uh, they're busy. 
Don't say I'm busy. You got plenty of time because he redeems our time. That's an exponential life. You get 24 hours, I get 24 hours. I ask for 25. I even ask for an eighth day. He turned me down. Surely, surely you're not going to sneak in and get one where I couldn't. But he redeems our time. Seek first the kingdom of God and all the stuff that you were busy doing with him, he just takes care of it. Besides, he's translating people right now. Did y'all know, we can't talk about it this morning, but he's translating people that have just said, Lord, I'm going to do what I'm doing, and I'm going to do the ministry, and he's translating them. Here, um, uh, he lays help on him who is mighty. Got any mighty in here? Help's coming. Help's coming. Got any mighty in here? Y'all raise your hands if, you got, if you're mighty. Hallelujah. Well, I don't feel very mighty. We walk by faith and not by sight. The Word says we're mighty. Hallelujah. And so he lays help. I am always listening and looking and seeing who he's sending to help. Wendy's going to help me. Y'all help me immeasurably. I want to help you. But there's other people that he just throws into my life. Let's see what else I wrote down. Friends. 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 Well, the world's limited to friends, either drinking buddies or fishing buddies or quilting buddies or, or uh, 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 grand, granddaughters go to the dancing thing buddies or whatever. But we got the whole body of Christ. You are dear to me, and I'm not kin to anybody in here. But I got friends that are intimate. Matthew 6, let's go there, and then we'll try to wind this up. Oh, I was going to read you the Amplified version of Ephesians 3.20. Well, y'all turn to Matthew 6, and I'll come back. I'll, I'll read it to you with you not looking. Matthew 6.12. I hope I'm not boring you. I want to encourage you. I've tapped in. I'm in a gusher right now. I'm in a gusher with the Lord. There is nothing that him and I can't do. There's nothing. I'm telling you, this fall is going to be supernatural. What we're going to do is we're going to learn we're going to learn how to get ourselves healed lots of people can heal the sick it's not even that hard because when i'm not hurting i got lots of faith to help you but what if you could get yourself healed do you know anybody that knows how to get themselves healed well yes ma'am i i and and i i note that but i'm talking about regular every time and maybe she's there i hope so because I'm not saying I got the only handle on it, but I'm saying we're going to get it nailed down here at River Church. We're going to find out who we are, and then we're going to go do something with it. Thank you, Darlene. I appreciate that. It says in the Amplified Version, Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly far over. You know how the Amplified is. Super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers. Highest prayers. Y'all got some high prayers? Highest prayers. Infinitely above our highest prayers. Desires. You got some desires? Whoa, they're secret. Nobody's ever heard what we really want. Because they'd laugh at us. Are you kidding? That ain't going to happen. Who are you think you are? God knows. He said, I can handle this. Hopes or dreams. Put your dreams in God. Get them where God likes your dreams. I like that dream, you say. Don't be getting dreams that he can't abide with, that you can't share with him, that you can't pray for and say, Lord, this is what I need. This is what I want. Don't be, that's not his dream. Get his dreams. Well, he's a dud out God. He doesn't have any fun stuff. Oh, you'd be surprised. Think chocolate mocha. <laughs> so it says in Matthew 6, 12, you know this one, Jesus is praying and he said, uh, verse 10, excuse me, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom come. He said, pray this way, thy kingdom come, thy will, thy God the Father, thy will be done on earth. Down here, how? how? How would your will be done on earth as the same as to the same degree as it is in heaven? Y'all believe it's good in heaven? I believe everything's fine. I think it's just fine in heaven. There's no devil, there's no sin, there's no curse, and there's no flesh. Besides, no death. It's good in heaven. That's why we all should go there. 
But Jesus prayed. He said, even though that's the ultimate, he said, there is a way that you can have heaven on earth. What's that? Well, it's the word. It's the word. So even though there's a devil down here, the Bible says that we've been given authority over the devil. I dominate his little self. There's sickness down here, but I have power over a sickness. There's lack down here, but he supplies all my need. Come on. There's, there's time down here, but he redeems our time. I'm talking about a supernatural, a exponential life, exceeding, abundantly, above all. That's your goal. Not paying the bills this week is not your goal. Not trying to have a nervous breakdown and getting it down to six volumes a day or whatever. That's not our goal. Our goal is beyond or above what you could ask, think, imagine, or meditate. You can't even bring it up on the radar. You can't even get it to come up on the screen. You've never even seen it because it's too far out. He said, I got that. I got one of those. But you got to get qualified. I got to get qualified. I got to get in his realm. I got to get in his airspace. I got to get my desires where I want what he wants. That's a big bite right there. So you got to sanctify your life. You got to say, you know, that's not what God wants. I can tell. We don't have time for it. We don't have it. We, it's, we're just going to take that off the list. He's not interested in that, and I'm just only going to be interested in what he's interested in. That's a toughie. I'm telling you, it's, it's tough to get that. Does that mean you'll be down to rags and, and beans? Not at all. He, you know what? He likes to bless. He likes to bless. And he likes for our stuff to work, and he likes us to have nice stuff. But he wants us to have stuff that's sanctified first. Get that first. Lord, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. He said, I can use a man or a woman like that. I can bless them. But I got to have a testimony or a demonstration that is commensurate or equal to the kingdom. So if you'll sell out to me, I'll sell out to you. You'll never have a lack. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, or the kingdom is what it means, and all these things, it's a covenant deal, and all these things in the kingdom will be yours. Seek it, and they'll be yours. This is better preaching than it seems. <laughs> Hallelujah. The, uh, the NLT says, may your kingdom come soon. Here it is. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The passion says, manifest your kingdom realm and cause your every purpose to be filled up, be fulfilled on earth, just as it is fulfilled in heaven. Jesus said in Matthew 18, he says, whatever you loose on earth, he said, it'll affect heaven. And once it affects heaven, it comes back to you. So I start down here. I loose the blessings of God into my life. I loose prosperity. I loose the anointing in my life. I loose favor in my life. I loose my desires to be sanctified to his desires. I'm not a lazy slug that just wants to do my thing in my way. I'm not just trying to get to the end. I want to do something for him. I want to run my race. So he says, you know, I can use someone like that. Seek me, and when you tap into me, then I will, then me will tap into you. And all of a sudden, you're funded. Y'all want to be funded? I mean funded, where every day you get up not thinking, I got to go to work, or I got to, you get up saying, Lord, what do you want to do? Because it's funded. What he wants to do is, say it funded it's funded the lord send the blessings in and over here where i am no he says i'm already over there you go over there because that's funded that's blessed so that's what we're doing here river church all we're doing is getting us qualified that's all we're doing we don't have any agenda except to get everybody qualified then the lord will tell us what to do he'll tell me what to do with me and me he'll tell us the church he'll tell you what to do it's glorious. It's so simple you could almost not believe it. I love him, don't you? I just love what he's got for us. I read Ephesians 3.20, and greater is he that is in me. I read, as he is, so are you in this world. I read, he always causes me to triumph. 
in Christ Jesus. I read, I have come that you might have life and life to the overflow. I read that and I believe. Do you believe? I, I read, bring your tithe into the storehouse and see if I won't just do more than you could even think. It'll be, it'll be above what you, I'll pour it out. I'll pour. He didn't say trickle out or measure it out or we'll see. Don't want to overpay anybody. He says, I'll just pour it out. You won't even be able to catch everything I pour out. That's a kind of an exceeding abundantly above all. I'll just pour it out. So when I tithe, I just, like, this, this is just me. I just add to it. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is good. It's good. It's good. It's like when, when uh, Hershey bars or, or Snicker bars are on sale. You go, ah, oh, I can buy five where I could buy four. Let's, get, let's, let's buy all five of them. That's how the kingdom is. Ufragara bushandide vranga rasia prokai. Shumvre zivre gishiambra shai. Hokiata vrahian zodi undia pungadehe sogadavai. Yevregere, yevregere, yombragara bushadi. Ola, ola kayan bahasia tube. O bregere, o bregere behe sole bronde busiate shambatasi. Now, let's just, if you've got the interpretation of that, would you stand or just bring it forward? Well, then I will. This is that day that I have put in your hearts. I've told you and affirmed it many, many times. And this day is that day. And I will begin to open up my treasury unto you and show you things that you've never dreamed or asked about. I will show you the way that is so easy and so full. And you will begin to have a new life because life will be so simple in me as you pursue and follow after the things I have prepared for you. And this entity, this family, this mark in my city and in my state, I will shine to it and I will shine through it. And it will be glorious, says the Lord, because I am. And I will show forth that which I have purposed. For I have looked for those that would serve me and stand with me and stand still in the going and doing of it. And I have found you, saith God, and I will use you. And you will be glad, you will be so glad that your life was not in vain. And as you shine forth in me, saith God, I will count you. I will count you as the chosen one, as the qualified one. And I will raise you up, not only in this day, but I will raise you up in the days that are yet to come. And you will be one that is happy in the kingdom. For you have made Jesus my son your very Lord. And you have sold out unto him. And therefore he was able to sell out unto you. So go forth, saith God, with a joy in your heart and a skip in your step. Because this is that day, saith God, I have shared with you in your heart. And I have given you in my word. And I have told you over and over and over and over that this day would come. And it is now, saith God, that I will begin to open my treasury and open up my pleasure camp unto you. You will enjoy me like never before, saith the Lord. Yay. Yay. Yay, Lord. Yay. Yay, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. You're just so good to us. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Does anybody else have it something? Do you have an utterance? Is there someone here that they're the sciatic, whatever that is? I've heard of it, and I know it hurts in your hip and your leg. Anybody got that? Ben, is that bothering you right now? Not at the moment. Well, I say unto you, by the word of the Lord, healed. Healed. I tell that nerve to come into its place, and I tell it to settle down. In Jesus' name. Be healed, Bill, Ben Crocker. Be healed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Anyone else got a sciatic? Is that how you say it? Sciatic? Sciatic? Okay. Well, anybody else got that going? Just Ben? Well, we're blessed, aren't we? They are. Well, I've actually seen Ben just drop. How about, well, those days are over now. The dropping's over. Hallelujah. What else? What else? Well, would y'all do this with me this morning? Would y'all just turn right here and just let's bless the Nazarene church? 
you know, they're just a blessing to us. They, they, they just, they don't even know what God's using them to do. They, they're just, they're just a real blessing. Lord, we just bless South Tuscaloosa Church of the Nazarene and every family and the pastor. Lord, we speak blessings and increase and success and favor into their lives. Lord, we ask you and they're coming in and they're going out to be blessed. And we thank you, Lord, for raising them up for this moment, this day. You surprised us with your goodness. Lord, literally in one day it all turned and it was going another way. And there you were, you raised up this people. And on that day they said, yes, they said, sure, you can just move in and, and you can just move in. So Lord, we bless them and we thank you for them. And Lord, help us to be a blessing to them in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Are y'all in love with Jesus? Amen. Lisa, it's turning. It's turning. Sister, it's turning. It's turning. It's turning. Don't wait what you call patiently or enduringly, but put on the end right now. Put on the end of it now. Put on the exceeding abundantly above. Put it on now, sister. Put it on now and walk like it's done because I'll tell you, I decree it and declare it. Trouble, you have troubled us too long. We end you today in Lisa Irby's life in Jesus' name. We surround her with our faith and we say, come out. Come out from the trouble in Jesus' name and rise up and fulfill your place, Miss Lisa. Fulfill your place. You are called and you know it. So fulfill your place in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Woohoo. Well, y'all can enjoy one more Wednesday, or as I like to say it, you can cry one more Wednesday. <laughs> oh, when is he going to let us come back to Wednesday? It's coming. No more whining. No more carrying on. Y'all just be patient. It's coming Wednesday week. And we shall dine fine. We're going to be in our, we got a kitchen back there. It's got forks and plates and it's got all the stuff. We're going to go back there and we're going to eat like we hadn't been or like we're not going to get to. We're going to eat it all. And then we'll eat, then we'll have the word. Amen. God bless you. If you need prayer for anything,